This face-to-face celebration church. I'm your main man, Manly Miller. Got the people's pastor, Dennis Watson, with me. And this is what we're talking about this week, maintaining momentum. I hear from a lot of people that that's one of the most difficult things to do is to maintain their health, maintain their strength in their lives. You know, it's amazing how many people struggle with relapsing, they struggle with backsliding, they struggle with falling into the old ways, they get a little bit of freedom, but when it comes time to maintain the freedom in their life, they just can't seem to have any kind of uh, endurance with it. And for most people, that's uh, discouraging, that's defeating, that when you can't maintain your momentum. I remember reading in one of the books, either The Ventures of Tom Sawyer, The Ventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain about how when Tom Sawyer was sick for a couple of weeks, and when he finally got out of bed, he'd been really sick. He he was aghast to find that all of his friends had gotten religion. They had been to the annual revival at the church in their community, and they got even Huckleberry Finn had gotten religion. And nobody wanted to do anything wrong with him anymore. Oh, they didn't want to steal anything. They didn't want to get in any mischief. They didn't want to get in any trouble because now they were religious all of a sudden. He was so bummed because it all gotten religion. But then he, then he said a couple of weeks later, thank God after two weeks everybody had relapsed. And going back to the old way of life. But the thing is, when people relapse, it's really not fun. It's not the way we want to live. And uh, and so we have to really work at maintaining our momentum. Yeah, it's amazing just how difficult it can be to live this out, to mm-hmm. really say, you know what, I'm not just going to make a change in my life for a season, but this is going to be something permanent that I'm going to do. So, you know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, if you think you're standing strong... Be careful, for you too may fall into the same sin. And it says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, Stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your your labor in the Lord is not vain, and it is not in vain. But it's so hard to stand strong. Yes, yeah, it's, it's amazing how challenging this is to just keep the, the discipline going and to keep moving forward. I think one thing that happens is, uh, is uh, one of the things that helps us is to realize why uh, why oftentimes uh, relapse happens, sometimes it's because of complacency in our lives. We start getting comfortable with our short-term ga- term gains. We start saying, I don't need any more help. My pain has been reduced. Uh, I can live with this reduced pain or dysfunction. So I, I don't need... I don't need the support and the helps and the and the, take the same steps. That's complacency. So what else besides complacency causes us to struggle like that? I think sometimes confusion. That's when we start rationalizing things to ourselves. We think, well, maybe life wasn't so bad after all. Maybe I wasn't so bad after all. It's okay for me to go back to a little bit uh, to some of the old way of life. And we, we, we start forgetting how bad it was when we were uh, discouraged and defeated, when we were uh, in bondage to that struggle or stronghold in our life. So we kind of minimize the past struggles and go, man, it wasn't that bad. And we get confused and we don't get a clear head and a clear mind about what things really are. Right. And then the other thing is compromise. That's when we go back to the place of temptation, to the wrong situations or relationships in our life. It could be a could be a bar, it could be the mall, it could be 31 flavors of Baskin-Robbins, it could be a relationship, it could be an old habit, it could be a party. We go back and begin to compromise. And here's what we need to understand. Complacency will lead to confusion, which will lead to compromise, and sometimes that leads to catastrophe in our lives. So we're talking about the importance of staying strong and maintaining momentum and keeping our progress going, not relapsing, not backsliding, not falling back into the old ways of doing things. So as we're talking about this, you know, you mentioned, man, we really need to understand why these things happen. But what are, what are the things that cause us to relapse in the first place. I mean, obviously, I know we get complacent. I know we get confused. I know we make certain compromises. But what puts us in a position where we're vulnerable for those things to happen in the first place? 
One of the things that really uh, causes us to relapse back into the old way of life is reverting to our own will, to our own willpower. In other words, starting to live life in our strength and ability rather than the Lord's strength and ability. So we first come to Christ, we first get our relationship with God going, we surrender everything to Him, and then little by little we start taking things back. It's kind of what you're saying, right? Right. And Paul wrote about that in Galatians chapter 3, verse 3. He said, how can you be so foolish? You began by God's Spirit. Do you now want to finish by your own power? And the truth of the matter is, we said in the very beginning of this study, we are powerless to change ourselves, but God has the power. And when we live by His strength and power, we can experience the positive and powerful changes in our lives. So we start out acknowledging we're powerless. The worst thing we can do is start thinking we're powerful somewhere along the way. You got to remind yourself that it's not by your willpower you're succeeding. All right. You know, we all we all we tend to have some successes in whatever area we're struggling with. Uh, successes suddenly we think we're all powerful, we're all knowing, we think we can handle everything. Uh, but you know, we need to have people in our lives who remind us that uh, we're not as smart and we're not as powerful as we think that we are. Uh, and, and that we can't make it through life in our own willpower and strength and ability. Yeah, I'm thinking about Zechariah who said in uh, Zechariah 4.6, it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. That's where success comes because of His Holy Spirit. That's right. You see, only God has the power to take away the defects of our lives. Only God has the power to give us victory over the hurts, habits, and hang-ups of our lives. But if we go back to our own willpower rather than depending on God's power, we're always going to relapse. Now, if you're thinking... Uh, if we just think, oh, I'm just going to try harder, we're going down for the count. We've got to learn how to continually live by God's power, not our willpower. So it stays in the kind of surrender zone. That's one of the things that, that causes us to relapse is when we go back to our own willpower. What's something else that causes us to relapse and struggle? Well, one is, uh, another reason is because we ignore uh, one of the steps to getting healthy. Uh, we all get in a hurry in our lives. We oftentimes get in a hurry uh, with maintaining our health in our lives. We try to move through steps too quickly, maybe wanting to skip a difficult step. We say things like, I don't think I needed that that step. I don't, I don't think I, I don't need to forgive others, or I don't need to come clean, or, or I don't need to reconcile my relationships, or I don't need to, uh, to surrender control of my life to God. And when we start skipping uh, just one of those steps, we we are positioning ourselves for relapse in our lives. So, so really, you're talking about like look, you start looking for shortcuts, and you try to go, man, how can I get there faster? How can I get healthy faster? But the truth is, that's not how it works. You got to go yeah. one step at a time to get yourself in a position where you got the right foundation. That's right. There's no quick fix. You didn't get into your mess overnight. You're not going to get out of the mess overnight. So you got to go through the steps to health and recovery one by one. It says in Galatians five, you were doing so well. Who made you stop obeying the truth? So we got to keep working the steps, whatever steps we're working on that help us to get healthier and stronger and better in our lives. Now we're talking about uh, the things that cause us to relapse. And we've been talking about how a lot of times we start going back to our own strength and our own power. And then we try to find a shortcut and we try to skip one of the steps. So we try to get there faster uh, than really we need to be. What's some other things that cause us to, to struggle, relapse, backslide? Well, one of the things I've found is that people uh, tend to isolate themselves after they start doing better and getting better. They start, tend to isolate themselves, and they 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 relapse because they're trying to get healthy without support. Mm. They say to themselves, "I'll just get well by myself. I don't need anybody's help." 
Well, if you think like that or taught like that, you're just look, you're 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 asking for a relapse because we all need the support of others in our lives. So we can't do this on our own, and so often that's what the devil wants us to do. He wants us to believe our secrets and our lies and to not expose and not reveal to the people that are around us what we're really thinking and going through, and that really sets us up for failure. It does. I think of what it says in Ecclesiastes chapter four: two are better than one because if one of them falls down, the other can help them up. But if somebody is alone and falls, who is there to help them up? And so it reminds us we can't lick our problems by ourselves. We can't overcome our hurts, habits, and hangups just by ourselves. You know, the great theologian Bill Withers said, we all need somebody to lean on. It's amazing how often we need that, that support and that help. And I don't know why we just try to do things on our own. Uh, we, well, we, we all tend to be, we want to be the God of our own lives. We want to be the captain of our own soul. We want to do things our way in every way. And so when people start to push against that or try to hold us accountable or try to be there for us, we, we, we pull away from them. And so we've got to, we've got to realize we, we're always going to need support from others to stay healthy and holy in our lives. And that doesn't mean you're weak. That doesn't no. mean you're failing. That just means you're actually trying to get healthy. Right. Another step to really, uh, we, we oftentimes fall back into our old ways is because we become prideful. Mm. We get overconfident, we become prideful. But the Bible says, and my mama used to remind me of this verse all the time, pride goes before destruction, pride goes before a fall. And so I tell people, you better stay humble or you're going to stumble. So what do you think it looks like when people become prideful in their, their growth? Uh, they stop seeking help. Um, they quit going to church. Uh, they uh, they start talking a lot about themselves, what they've accomplished, what they've been able to do. Uh, the I word becomes a part, a regular part of their vocabulary. Uh, all those kinds of things. And they also, by the way, start blaming others for their problems. Mm. Pride causes us to blame others for our problems. Uh, if you ever hear someone say, "Well, that's that's not it's not my problem. That's pride. Pride causes us to blame others and push off our problems." On others. I think about 1 Corinthians 10. It says, if you think you're standing strong, be careful because you too might fall into the same sin. We even start getting judgmental about other people's struggles. And before right. you know it, we're right where we were judging them for being. That's right. I, when I hear people being really high, highly critical of others, I wonder what is the struggle in their life. The secret to lasting recovery and health is to live with humility. It's mm. the best protection. Uh, our, our greatest weakness is often an unguarded strength in our lives. So we, we got we got to stay humble to stay healthy in our lives. You know, it's so important that we keep this focus and this mentality so that we can make sure that our growth stays strong and we keep on moving forward. Right. So we're talking about getting healthy. We're talking about what it takes to keep your momentum going. We're talking about what it takes to overcome and avoid relapse. And we've talked about the causes of what some of these things are. But how do we prevent ourselves from relapsing in the first place? And that's a great question because uh, the person who tells me they've never relapsed in any degree in any way, I don't think is being honest or mm. transparent. So uh, what I've found is that one of the things that helps us relapse, helps us prevent relapsing, is constantly evaluating ourselves. Mm. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 13, check up on yourselves. It says in Lamentations 3.40, let us examine ourselves. And so we need to constantly evaluating who we are, how we're acting, 
uh, how we're treating others, all those kinds of things. Evaluation needs to become a constant part of our lives. Because this this really helps us to have an accurate assessment of who we are and what we have going on and how we're responding to situations, right? It does. You know, even in church ministry, which you and I are both involved in, I found that the churches that become weaker and weaker are those who are refused to evaluate. Mm. And so personally, we got to be evaluated. So we got to we got to take physical inventories. We got to ask, what is my body? Telling me when you know when we when we're tense when we're under when we have a headache or a backache we got to think what is my body saying to me what's going on in my life we got to evaluate ourselves physically we got to evaluate ourselves emotionally and ask constantly what am I feeling right now and why am I feeling like I'm feeling you know I remember going to counseling and they gave me this uh, chart of all these emotions and it's like you know eighty something emotions and you realize man. To really narrow it down yeah. and to go, man, this is really what I'm feeling right now. It helps you out to know why you're struggling in the areas that you're struggling in. Now, a lot of people, especially most men, we tend to push down our emotions. Right. But that's like uh, pushing down our real feelings is like shaking up a Coke and not taking the cap off. It's eventually going to uh, blow up, you know. And so we got to constantly figure out where we're uh, where we are emotionally, and then we got to take relational inventories. We got to ask. How am I doing in my relationships with others? If you're married with your spouse, if you're a parent with your children, with your friends, with your coworkers, and then we got to take spiritual inventories as well, constantly checking on, uh, evaluating where we are in our relationship with God. So these are all important different categories that help us to know how we're doing in our journey, right? They are, you know, and oftentimes when we evaluate ourselves. We can feel good about some things in our life. We can feel good about where we are physically or emotionally or relationally or spiritually. Uh, but if we spot things that aren't where we want them to be and where God wants them to be, uh, we need to really begin to address them. The Bible says each one should test his own actions, and he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. And so we, we need to evaluate. Yeah, I just think about how uh, relevant that is. If you do an evaluation of yourself and everything is positive or everything is negative, right. neither one of those is probably no, accurate. No. There's always going to be things that we're doing well and things that we're doing not so well, right? It is. You know, evaluation is kind of like cleaning house. There are three ways you can clean a house. Some people are neat freaks. Some people are uh, in, they're instant cleaners. They live like a like with a dust broom or something, dust buster strapped to their belt. Uh, other people clean their house at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day. Some people do a couple, a couple times a year, uh, spring cleaning or fall cleaning or whatever. Uh, whatever works for you, figure out a way to, to regularly evaluate yourself. It will help you to stay healthy and strong and help you to overcome relapses. Now, we're talking about what it takes to prevent falling back, backsliding, relapse, and going back to the old way of life. And we've talked about the importance of evaluating ourselves physically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually. What are some other things that we need to do in order to prevent relapse from taking place in our lives? Well, there are three things that come to my mind that I just want to mention quickly. Number one, uh, meditating on God's Word helps us to not relapse in our lives. So what, what does that mean, to meditate on God's Word? I mean, typically meditation isn't always used in the Christian phraseology, but it's something that's biblical, right? Right. Well, and, and as Christians, we encourage people to read God's Word, study God's Word, hear God's Word. But meditating simply means slowing down long enough to really reflect on what God's Word is saying to you and to, to others in the world around you. We, we oftentimes don't take time to really chew on it. The word meditate actually uh, comes from a Hebrew word uh, that uh, referenced a cow chewing their cud. And you know, a cow has several stomachs. They'll they'll take some grass, chew on it, swallow it, they go down into their stomach, they'll pull it back up, chew it on it some more, go down to another stomach, pull it back up, chew it on it some more, 
Sounds gross. Yeah. But uh, it means that they're getting all the nutrients they can out of that grass. We need to do the same thing uh, in with the Bible as well. So we got to meditate on God's Word. You mentioned there's three things. What's, what's another one? Well, we've got to communicate with God through prayer. Prayer is so important to every aspect of our lives, especially to our spiritual lives and if we're going to be healthy. It's, uh, I tell people prayer is the most important discipline there is because it keeps us in constant contact with God. You could be in a jail cell today and not have a Bible to read or a Christian to fellowship with or a church to worship in, but you can still maintain a relationship with God through prayer. So prayer is incredibly important. So we're going to meditate on God's Word. We're going to connect with God through prayer. And then what's that third thing? Well, uh, I think we got to stay connected with other believers or connected with other people who are going in the same direction that we're going in. Uh, it's people who have the same vision and the same values for their lives. The Bible says, let us not give up the habit of meeting together. And it says about the early Christians, they continue steadfastly in fellowship. And so everybody needs uh, those three things. You know, they need to be constantly meditating on God's Word, constantly communicating with God through prayer, constantly connecting with other believers that's those things along with evaluation are what help us to stay strong and what keep us from relapsing and falling back into the old bad habits in our lives if you were counseling somebody and you were talking to somebody and they were a a habitual relapser they were just Mm. constantly going back to the same things over and over and over again what counsel or advice what thing would you say to them or would, would you say to somebody who was trying to deal with them or help them that might encourage them to know that there can be hope on the other side of that well, we, you know, we, we, we become what we make the habits of our life. Uh, the habits of our life and the relationships of our life determine the health of our life. And so I, I, like, I want to tell people, first you got to make sure you, you surround yourself with the right people. And then make sure you're, taking the, you're, you're implementing the right habits into your life. And, and we, we overestimate what we can do in the short term. But we underestimate what can be accomplished in the long term. And if we'll have the right habits and surround ourselves with the right relationships in the long term, we'll be healthier and stronger and happier than we ever dreamed we would be. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Face to Face with Celebration Church. 